today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. For me, that, that's when I found a, a love, and I feel like I, that probably was one of my most um, developing stages with being able to use my voice um, in, in coaching these kids, running these drills, leading these drills out out on the floor because um, just because of the, the, the size of the staff and, and, and what we were able to accomplish. But um, it was a heck of an experience. I did get a little homesick, I'll be honest with you, and you are stuck on an island, so it's not like I make that thousand ups where I can just say, oh, if I'm sick, I, or if I want to go home, I can drive home. It's not like that. It's literally, it's like the Hawaii of Europe. People are coming from Scandinavia, Germany, all these countries to come uh, to, to this place. But, but as far as with the basketball environment, I think he does a great job at trying to um, place kids uh, to, to where their strengths are and where their academic profile fits, uh, as well as play basketball here in the United States. Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Member Spotlight. Each week, we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them, what makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Welcome back to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight. Um, Fresh off of uh, the Rising Coaches Conference out west in Phoenix, Arizona, where our guest was at last week. It was good to see him there, Josh Malone. Um, Hello, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Before we get into it, um, today's episode is brought to you by Fulcrum Tech, the best video editing software platform uh, out there. Highly recommend you guys check out our friends at Fulcrum Tech. Um, I've been doing this a long time and I've used every video editor uh, known to man, I think. And Fulcrum is uh, the things you can do with Fulcrum Tech are unlike anything else, and it's a fraction of the cost. Uh, So check out our friends at Fulcrum Tech, uh, fulcrumtech.com. That's without an H at the end of tech. Uh, And for every demo that they do, if you set up a demo, they're going to donate to No Kid Hungry uh, Charity. So really, you kind of have to be an a-hole not to do a demo with Fulcrum Tech. Uh, So check them out uh, and uh, see what you think. Let us know and make sure you let them know that Rising Coaches sent you. Um, okay, I mentioned it before, but very excited to, to get to today's guest. Josh Malone spent last season with the Salt Lake City Stars, the, the Utah Jazz G League affiliate. Uh, we just saw Josh a few days ago in Phoenix. Josh, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Doing well. Can't complain. It, it's cooled off a little bit here in Phoenix with the overcast skies and, and whatnot, so I'm really appreciative for that, too. I don't think people have an idea. It's been It's been a a warm past two weeks. So, oh man, last week uh, I got into town for the conference and it was 115. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then the next day it was 117. So, yep. uh, didn't didn't get any cooler. But uh, yeah, I'm glad it's cooled down a little bit. What is it in the hundreds now? Uh, yeah, woke up it was about 89. But like I said, that overcast, that that layer, that it, it, it we'll take what we can get. Yeah, <laughs> any, any, any shade, any Absolutely. shade, we'll take what we can get out here. So. Absolutely. Well, before we get into it, man, t- tell us, let's talk about the conference a little bit. We've got another one coming up in two weeks in Atlanta. Um, tell people kind of what 
what you got out of the the event in Phoenix, um, what you thought, you know, some of the takeaways. Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, I I love the conference. Be, be, I mean, first and foremost, uh, it was it was awesome to be able to, to to be in that atmosphere again, be around like-minded people, being around being around hung, people who have the hunger to to grow and teach the game and impact lives. Um, with that being said, you know, I, that, that was one of the first, I guess, con, congre, congregation type settings I, I had been in in, in, in in some time. So for me, you know, just like I said, that's the most important thing is just being around like-minded people, sharing thoughts, sharing ideas and, and trying to add value to, to, to people in any way you can. And, and um, you know, but but among that also the speakers were great. Um, got, got to got to meet and, and talk to a little bit of bit of them after and prior to them speaking uh, during when there was breaks and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, I think the most important thing for me is just being able to, 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 to be around, like I said, the like-minded people, young coaches, people who are, who are hungry and aspiring to, 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 to keep moving forward and then grow in this business. Oh, for sure. I totally agree. Um, you know, like the friendships that are formed at those deals exactly. are, are that that's the real value. You know, those are the, the things that endure, the test of time, right? Both personally and professionally. Um, and the speakers are great too. Did you have a favorite speaker? Did anyone stand out to you? Uh, I wouldn't say I had a favorite, um, but but, but they're, they're, like, I took a little bit and there was definitely things that hit on the head for me. Like uh, I thought something that was really important for me um, was the, actually the first speaker, uh, Coach Joe, uh, Coach Prunty. Uh, he, um, you know, just talking about, you know, outside of the X's and O's of, uh, of just, you know, focusing on your journey and focusing on, the path that you take, everybody's path is different. There's no recipe to being a head coach, you know, to being a head coach like uh, Quinn Snyder or uh, Greg Popovich or Bill Jackson. And um, like, if you look at everybody's resumes and look at everybody's path, everybody's path is different and the, the building blocks of success, you know, they vary in, in so many different ways. So with that being said, um, you know, it's just trying to focus on, on yourself and be where your feet are and, and doing the best you can with the, uh, in that present moment. I love it. I love it. Um, well, well, let's let's talk a little bit about you, Josh, and, and your journey. Um, tell us where you're from and kind of how you got into coaching. Uh, yeah. So for me, I um, I am uh, from Chandler, Arizona, a town right outside of Phoenix. Um, I went to Hamilton High School. I played there for four years. And, um, you know, from there, I went to a small Division three school called California Lutheran University. And um, it's funny because uh, my, my my dad was a coach uh, for a long time, and he actually played for about 13 years. So, but but I don't remember him as a player. I remember him as a head coach in in, in the D League in, in, in its inaugural season when when the uh, the D League was relegated to the south uh, the southeast. So they had the teams like the Columbus River Dragons, uh, Charleston Logators, who Alex English was a head coach. Um, Ime Udoka. I remember Ime Udoka as a player in the D League, and now he's getting a, uh, mentioned for all these uh, NBA jobs, guys like Ty Ellis, he was a coach, uh, he was a player in Birmingham um, or uh, Huntsville, actually, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, so so I remember all these guys, I was six, seven years old and I would uh, be, you know, skipping, my mom's from Switzerland. And so sometimes in the winter, she would try to take us over there, but I'd be wanting to go on these long bus rides around Roanoke, Virginia, Huntsville, Alabama, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I'd rather spend spend time and be in that atmosphere with my dad as opposed to going on a ski trip when I was younger and, and doing things I feel like most kids would, would enjoy doing more. So I think that's where I really found a lot of my love and passion for being in that team setting and, and, and building that camaraderie uh, amongst, um, you know, your peers and, and people who you uh, compete with and against every day. Um, but, but going back to Cal Lutheran went there um, and uh, well, Josh, sorry, 
Can, sorry to interrupt you. Tell tell me like what what are some of the memories? Like what do you remember most about traveling around on those on those van trips and bus trips? Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, uh, being young, you know, like uh, I, I'd say it was the bus rides and obviously the games. I would I would always because I always wanted my dad to win. I was going through a panic attack the whole time going through a game, just thinking about things, just hoping that my dad would win. <laughs> but uh, but I'd say the most memorable parts for me and, and, and what I loved about it were those bus rides. Um, when we, we'd be riding, you know, uh, from when we be driving, if we're going on a two, three game road trip, you know, just going in the back, I'd be up, up in the front talking to my dad, Rob or Dan, Dean Murray um, about them. But I was young and so sometimes I'd go in the back and the players were just playing cards, joking around. And uh, I think the, the, those were probably my most memorable experiences because I was so young and they were all, you know, probably a little younger than I was at that point. So uh, I, I'd say I'd say the bus rides were the most fun parts uh, for, for me. And then, you know, stopping, getting candy and stacks at the gas station or stopping to random restaurants and and things like that on, on, on these uh, on these back roads. But uh, but but I'd say for the most part, it was the travel uh, that, that I loved, because I, I do think when, when you're on staff, uh, and I've noticed that as a as as I've gotten older, is working, um, uh, working in basketball. Those are a lot of the times when when the uh, when those um, relationships are really built. When you're sitting in the terminals, when you're on those bus rides, um, when you're you know, just just outside of your own practice facility, that's when you're spending the most quality time and developing trust and relationships between you and the rest of your staff members. Uh, no question. Mm -hmm. I, I'm curious, like, um, since you've seen it, like, since the D League's inception, mm -hmm. how has it changed? How has the G League changed over the years? It's it, it's been crazy to see because, uh, like I said, he he was a coach. I want to say for two teams, uh, the Columbus River Dragons, and uh, he played uh, guys that played for him like Saul Smith at Kentucky, uh, Tubby Smith's son, um, Nate Johnson, Ramel Curry, guys probably names over a lot of people's heads and. Now, seeing to what it's grown to now, I think the NBA's done an incredible job um, on on just the expansion and the growth and the initiative that they've taken to um, to the to the develop the league and this, which is leading to more opportunities, more players, more teams, and it, it's just it's just gotten it's gotten it, it, it's baffling to me to see where it's come over the past 20, 21 years, uh, starting in the southeast from cities like I said, Asheville, Roanoke, Columbus, Charleston. Uh, Greenville, and now you got you got a team moving to Mexico City. Now you got a team in Toronto. You got teams in in in, in a, a lot of them in, in their parent cities: uh, Salt Lake City, Washington D.C., Los Angeles, uh, Austin. You know. Uh, so with that being said, I, I think it's amazing. I think the more opportunities there are for players and coaches to grow, you know, I'm I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, uh, sorry to interrupt your your path. So you go to Cal Lutheran. Which, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which, Cal Lutheran, uh, and then my last two years there, I actually um, went and would talk, was talking to my academic advisor. They were saying, "Hey, you need to do a an internship." So I was able. I, I had a great relationship with the staff, and I you know connected with them. It was nice not having to drive into LA to go as long as my other classmates uh, had to do. My internship credit was able to be. Um, um, give it to me on campus. Uh, so did two years of that. That's why I knew I wanted to be a coach was, uh, was during my time at Cal Lutheran. So from there, uh, I went to Gran Canaria, Spain. Um, and I worked for a team for about 10 months. It's called Canaria's Basketball Academy. And um, after that, you know, didn't really know what I was doing and uh, uh, was able to actually become a grad assistant at the University of Memphis for two years uh, where Coach uh, Tubby Smith was the head coach. 
Um, and then from there, after I had uh, graduated from there with my master's, I was uh, I went to the Washington Wizards uh, with the Capital City Go-Go uh, for its inaugural season. And, and they were an expansion team. So it was it was great because there were so many it was new faces. Everybody kind of just coming in new team, as, as, as I guess you would assume, uh, everybody finding their role, trying to do the best they can to to to, to just make the transition of becoming a G League team uh, as seamless as possible. And then uh, most recently with the Salt Lake City Stars and our head coach uh, 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 was there was a Martin Schiller. And he is now actually in uh, Jalgaris Konis in the Euro League. Um, and I think that's that's a great, great uh, avenue. And hopefully we see more coaches, you know, being afforded those kinds of opportunities uh, out of the G League to be able to go to Europe at, at a high level. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com. I love it. Okay, Josh, we got lots to talk about, man. First of all, Cal Lutheran, I grew up like 10 minutes yep. from that campus, and I grew up going to the basketball camps there, the Lou Dog. The Lou Cal Lutheran is where I realized I wanted to coach too. Oh, I wow. Okay. there like you did, but um, Mike Dunlap was the coach there. Tiny D3 school and outside of L.A., and, yep. you know, Mike Dunlap has gone on to do great things Yes, um, yes. at all kinds of levels. He was there, and I, I used to go to these camps, and uh, as you'd expect, you know, nobody knew Mike Dunlap at the time, but, like, the camps were unbelievable, so detailed. Oh, yeah. You know, you really got better. He was really all in, and um, it was an awesome experience. So I grew up – yeah, that was the best. And, yeah. by the way, the best – for anybody listening, best camp game of all time – at the end of camp, uh, they would like the very last thing when all the parents are there to pick up the kids. I got to share this story because this is like people can apply this. <laughs> you got all the parents in the gym. They're getting ready to pick up their kid for the week. They took dollar bills and just spread them out all inside the three-point line. So the entire like inside the three-point line, the key, everything uh, is all filled with dollar bills. And you pick out like your your best campers of the week or your award winners. You blindfold them. You put them right at the like, uh, you know, the middle of the key. You turn them around, get them all dizzy, and you you tell them to get on their hands and knees. And you put thirty seconds on the clock, and you get all the kids sitting around the baseline, and they got thirty seconds to pick up as many dollar bills as they can. <laughs> and the gym goes nuts, and and like the kids get like maybe five dollars. That's it. Yeah. Maybe you can throw a t-shirt out there, some towels, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a blast. The whole gym goes crazy. It's highly recommend. Oh yeah, no, they have a great setup there. Their facilities are great. I'm, I'm, I'm I know you're, you say you're, you're familiar with it, but the facilities are great. They have a good coach now, and and uh, Russell White, 
So, uh, yeah, no, I, I had an unbelievable experience at my time at Cal Lutheran. I wouldn't change a thing. I think that was the only school I really wanted to go to also. So I feel very blessed to be afforded that uh, that opportunity also. And how was Canary Basketball Academy? You, I'm assuming you were there with Rob Oriyama. Who's yes, I was there with Rob Oriyama, yeah. It's tell crazy. people about Rob and tell people about Canary Basketball. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, Canary's Basketball is really, it was a uh, platform for a lot of kids, you know, all over Europe to, to come and, 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 and play practice at a high level. And, and I think that the competition there is great. Um, so with that being said, it was a heck of an experience. I, I, it was, it's located on Grand Canary in Las Palmas, uh, Las Palmas, Spain. It's like an Island. that's actually closer to Africa. I don't even know. I mean, it, it's Spain, it's their Spanish, but it was, it was a great experience. And just for me, that that's when I found a, a love. And I feel like I, that probably was one of my most, um, development stages with being able to use my voice. Um, and, and coaching these kids, running these drills, leading these drills out out on the floor because um, just because of the, the the size of the staff and 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 what we were able to accomplish, but um, it was a heck of an experience. I did get a little homesick, I'll be honest with you. And you are stuck on an island, so it's not like I make that thousand ups where I can just say, "Oh, if I'm sick, I or if I want to go home, I can drive home." It's not like that. It's literally it's like the Hawaii of Europe. People are coming from Scandinavia, Germany, all these countries to come. Uh, to, to this place. But but as far as with the basketball environment, I think he does a great job at trying to um, place kids uh, to to where their strengths are and where their academic profile fits, uh, as well as play basketball here in the United States. And he coaches them hard, right? I mean, you he got does, the best talent from them all over Europe. He coaches he does, them. He, he does coach them hard. He does coach them hard. But uh, we came on a trip over here to the States, and he brought me along with him. And uh, and it, it, was, it was a heck of an experience. I'll tell you, I mean, that was my first job outside of any that was my first job in general so it was a heck of an experience he does coaches on he, he coaches hard though yeah that's awesome um and then a couple years at memphis um and then back to the pro game uh i guess following in your dad's footsteps right being in the g league uh with washington and now in salt lake city um how's that been how does it feel to like you know like you said you grew up watching all these D-League games and, and being along for the ride. Now you're part of those staffs. You know, what's that like to, to – how does that feel to have it come full circle like that? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a dream come true. And harping on what you said, it literally is it's coming full circle um, um, with things like that, especially being being working in Washington where, where my dad, he actually played there. Um, you know, just being to see – seeing a lot of the people who knew him and, you know, telling me stories about him and, and things like that, but it, it's absolutely a dream come true, and and um, and it's just just amazing. Because five years ago, I say, oh, this is what I want to try to accomplish in five years, and I I, I I haven't ticked everything off the box yet. But but you know, it's like I said, just trying to focus on on being where my feet are, being present, and, and doing the best I can to help those teams uh, be successful. But 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 it really like I can, you can't explain anything more full circle than that from. Just being a kid riding on these buses and doing all this, all the the things, just following them around, and and uh, and now being able to, to to actually be a part of it and and seeing how much the league has grown, um, it, it literally full circles is the only way I can really describe uh, um, so, uh, my experience with uh, with the G League and everything I've been able to to do the past five years. Okay, now you you've worked like in operations and also in the video room. Um, and sometimes I don't know how it's been where you're at, but a lot of times those like operations positions kind of teeter between the coaching staff and the front office. Um, has that, was that your experience as well? And like, do you have a, like a set career path? Like, you know, you want to coach or, yeah. you know, you want to go in the front office or, 
are you just kind of taking it as it comes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say a little bit of both. Like for me, I I, I want to be a coach. Um, I, I love teaching the game. I love trying to make an impact on people's lives in any way I can, or making my superior's job easier. Uh, but with that being said, I think so much so good about the G League and even being at Memphis is that. Yeah, I had projects to do for for Coach Smith, but I also had projects to do for Joe Goodson, which was our director about basketball operations there. And it kind of, you know, Coach Smith was mainly doing a lot of basketball stuff, a lot of film. But for Zoe was doing a lot of logistics, making sure the other team, when they had practice, they we had that um, that constant communication and, and and that going on. And the G League does a good job at, I think, helping you figure out what you really want to do. We had a um, our director of basketball operations in Washington. Uh, her name's Amber Nichols. She gave me so much freedom and so much opportunity and challenged me uh, to, to grow. She trusted me with so much responsibility that, you know, I think on the op side, I, I, I genuinely think for me, I can I can do both just because of the experience that I've been afforded over the past five years. And uh, and they, they, they really didn't try to put me in a box. They, they, they wanted me to get better at whatever I could and challenge me at whatever at whatever they at whatever I, I wanted to be challenged at. Um, and the same goes for for, for Salt Lake City and uh, Nick Reich and, and um, and Martin Schiller when, when I was there and Coach Nathan Peavy, um, we just you know you, there's so many the, the, the staff sizes in the G League are so so much smaller to whereas in the NBA you know everybody's kind of has a set a set tunnel vision role G League it, it's not like that you got five to eight people depending on the team and there's no like G League situation every organization runs differently some of them aren't even in the parent, in the parent city so with that being said you know there, there is a lot of teetering between the two in the G League just because. Uh, of the of the, the, the limited staff sizes um, that that that, they, that the teams can afford to have, so um, you know it, it's an amazing experience. But I do think it's it's great for young people to get into because you get to really decide and, and see what what uh, career path or avenue that you wanna you wanna approach and, and go down the line on. Um, I know you grew up around the pro game. Uh, you're working in the pro game, but you also got a taste of like the college level. With with Tubby Smith, who's one of the all time college basketball coaches, do you um, have a preference or like, are you do you want to stay at the pro level? Do you want to ultimately end up in college? Um, What's your yeah, yeah? Tell me about that. Yeah, for for me, I I think everybody's different. I think everybody's different, and for me, I think my personality traits and and and, and just how I am, I just how I am as a person. I think it it, it it's more tailored to the professional game. Um, just because just because of how it operates and and, and and how it is but 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 I I can't I can't stress enough like how 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 much invaluable my my time in, in college was and I, I'd love to go to college and uh, or back back to college and and work you know some days if, if I'm granted that opportunity I um it's just, it's just so it's so difficult uh, you know that there's definitely pros and cons on on not pros and cons but there's definitely things I like you know on the on the pro side more than I do on the college side but there's also things like on the college side more than I do on on the professional side so that that, that definitely it's, it's a tough question tell me about the differences like you said your personality is tailored more to the mm -hmm. pro game like what are the differences that that um make that the case um so for me um I'd say you know obviously your recruiting is is big in college college you know is, is more recruiting and in, in, in the NBA or in the G League especially when you're um, you know, deciding on like the draft and, and, and these players, I'd say it's, it's more of a collaborative, um, um, a collaborative process between, you know, the coach, the GM and, and how they feel who would be a fit. 
you know, getting a lot of intel, and, 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 but they're also the same in so many ways. Um, but the biggest difference in me is, is probably the recruiting aspect of, you know, really, really selling yourself. And that's why I think a lot of these college facilities, you know, some of them are better than, than NBA facilities. The, the University of Memphis facility now is, it's incredible. It, I would say it's better than, than, shoot, than some of these NBA facilities because you really have to sell. You're not just selling yourself, you're or just selling your, your staff and, and the team. You're also selling the university. That, that, that's also an experience the kids are going to have to take with them. And, and be a part of, um, you know, while they're going to school and graduating and, 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 and you know, taking these classes. So um, I'd say for the, the biggest thing is recruiting, but but I think a lot of it goes back and back full circle when it comes to that, it's just trying to help help the kids and uh, with their, you know, with their pad, their journey and, and trying to become better basketball players, better students. Um, but um, I mean, th- th- there's so many things that are different, but there's so many things that are the same. Um, kind of got me stumbled now with, uh, with, with, with that, but, but, but I mean, for, I, I think that, that college, uh, you know, it, it's, it's more, you're more so tailored to trying to impact these students lives as, as professionals, you know, they, a lot of these people, they have families, you know, they, a lot of times they'll come in and out, they'll do, they'll, they'll get their work done. Um, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, they, they also have, you know, to go back take care of their kids and their wives and, and things. So it's just two totally different dynamics, um, uh, at the end of the day. Okay, Josh, leave us with the best piece of advice you could give to somebody, um, you know, regardless of where they're at in their career, whether they're trying to get their foot in the door or whether they've been doing it for years. You, you've you been at it a while. You've, you've grown up around it. Um, give us the best piece of advice. Uh, for me, I think the best piece of advice is, you know, being present in that moment. Like uh, right now, I'm, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, the G, the G League team is is uh, the G League season has ended, but you know, for me, um, you know, right now I have, I have a ten-year-old son. I'm spending as much time with him, taking him to the to the hoops and uh, the, the hoops in the morning, and, and and trying to just you know just to I mean, because this is t- this is a lot of this time, you know, during the pandemic, it's time that I would never be have to be around my family and things like that. So and then and you never taking these these moments for granted, but uh, but also as far as the career, you know, when you when you are a spot, make the most of it. Um, everybody's path is different. Don't try to compare yourself to to other people and and uh and look at everybody else's path everybody's got their own story everybody's got their own journey to write and uh and i think that's the most important thing is doing to just keep keeping down that road keep pushing it's it's a it's definitely a, it's a difficult profession but i think you know once you once you really are able to gauge and and as time goes um just just really just well, when you're looking for inspiration you know look at look at yourself and look you can also look at others uh, for, for that, but, but really looking to yourself and to keep as to keep pushing and keep going down, down, down your own path. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Josh. Well, I appreciate you jumping on. It was great thanks seeing you me. last week. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. And um, yeah, thanks again for jumping on the member spotlight. And well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was great talking to you and catching up. Likewise. Take care, Josh. Have a good one.